0: Yo, 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 welcome back to Business Casual, I'm your host Miles Brown, and today um, I wanted to talk about excess deaths in America, and actually globally right now, uh, Europe, um, it's a bunch in America, it's a bunch in Europe, it's a bunch in Canada, it's a bunch in Australia, uh, it's a bunch in Germany. I know that's Europe, but we can get more specific. And certain places in Southeast Asia. What if I were to tell you that a spike protein made from the COVID-19 injections, jabs, were so tiny and microscopic that they bind it to the DNA, and when they were going into the, the DNA, and all of these things are found in the blood, the blood vessel. What if I were to tell you that they were puncturing things so small and vital? That we haven't even really understood the full implications of having a spike protein that we thought initially, with these like from what the findings that the scientists were putting out, was that these spike proteins would rattle around in you in you for about three to two weeks. Some of these spike proteins that have been artificially made are still being found 9, 10, 12 months later. And then of course once you boost yourself you're prolonging and, and continuing that process of these spike proteins floating around in your blood. And remember there that they're artificial. The spikes are so strong that and and razor sharp that they're puncturing the veins because of the blood vessels in the DNA it's so small that we haven't even realized that we're slicing the outer vessels of our veins and those veins are weakening and being cut day by day and what they're finding with these excess deaths is that a lot of people
1: who are dying
0: suddenly that are young and healthy and there's no other reason to really explain it these people are athletes and my hypothesis is that the spike protein is so sharp that in a low functioning body it'll actually take longer to show up because the blood isn't pumping as fast and as rapidly as someone who has high functioning activities in their everyday um routines like running jogging uh cycling anything that gets that blood flowing pretty rapidly and fast these people are in danger because that blood is pumping so fast that at this point those razors from the spike protein are being flown around that those veins at such a high speed that they're literally ripping the veins to shreds faster than they can repair themselves because blood is what's used to repair everything in the body from like scars to this, that, and the third. So the vessels, your blood vessels and veins are highly important to your healing of your body. So these jabs, from my hypothesis, are being given in either too high a dose or. We haven't actually seen the long-term ramifications of an mRNA, artificial spike protein, in DNA. And that's highly probable because this there's no human studies of long-term effects. And normally these type of drugs, vaccines, are studied for almost 10 years on the regular, 7 to 10 years. I think the shortest one before this was like four years. but um we have to start questioning, okay, why did they change the definition of vaccine to from sterilization and immunization to mitigate symptoms? Those are two vastly definitions. That uh, condition of mind that two completely separate things are happening. Now, of course, there's new drugs being introduced every day that have new properties that we haven't seen. But it's very important before throwing something out that has a some, uh, that has one benefit. Let's say, in the case of the vaccines, it produces. Um, antibodies and that's something that we go oh great I know if we have antibodies then we're pretty protected from a disease because that's how diseases work but what if I was to tell you that just like the flu uh, shot that now is called the vaccine those actual mechanisms only mitigate. So that means that those um, non-sterilization and at this point I would just call them uh, these aren't even like vaccines. These are just a therapeutic because all that they're hoping for now is that it mitigates the symptoms. Like, to me, that's a therapy because vaccines in its original state was never really meant to have excess shots. Like, if you updated your, your vaccine shot, it used to be like, 10 years or something like that. And before they would even do that, they would test you to make sure that there were um, B cell and T-cell memory of that uh, particular disease. And how do we find this out? Because we can do a antibody check. And a lot of times, like the Spanish flu and different um, diseases that have come through any pandemic we can still find those who are infected still having natural immunity with b and C tell B and c uh, cell memory but a lifetime at least 20 30 years so in my estimation giving somebody four or five of these therapeutics before we even have the long term test and we can understand what that spike protein is actually doing to the human cell because in rats and stuff um, they have humanized rights, I mean mice and things of that nature, but nothing will ever truly mimic the complexity of a human and that's why we have a bunch of these uh, side effects that are affecting things like the um, neurology like we have we have neuro diseases like Guillain-Barr and all of these other things that are affecting like facial paralysis affecting um, limbs being numb meaning that the nervous system in your brain is now rewired and all you feel is like tingling sensations when you used to have a full robust sense of touch and now you can put your hand on a hot stove and not even know that it's on there because the nerves have been turned off and those spike proteins could be Affecting because we already know that the spike protein crosses the uh, brain barrier because it's so small that it can flow into the veins in the blood. And another place that veins show up is in your brain. Your brain drinks a lot of blood. If you can have that blood rush that goes to your brain, and that can be the main cause of aneurysm right there is because that spike protein is razoring a very weak spot in your brain and that area can't take that blood flow with that foreign agent in it and then boom, anger and please understand that I'm not a doctor or a scientist or anything like that, I'm just an observant guy who enjoys science and loves biology so you don't have to listen to me. This is just my hypothesis based on the
1: analytics of the data
0: that I've taken in from my perspective. And certain things you need, like scientific data to prove. But when you can start pointing into the right direction based on signals that you see in the populace from the data that's being collected, you can gather a pretty good hypothesis and one of the things that i learned is that if you're not your own doctor you're crazy most of the times a general practitioner is not going to handle your issue they're going to pass you off to a specialist and a lot of times you can just bypass this general practitioner And just go straight to the specialist. If you have an inkling like, okay, my foot really, really hurts. Okay, then you need to go see a podiatrist. Why even go to a general doctor to get a recommendation? You got Google. You can look and see who's the top. Call them. See if they uh, are in your network of insurance. And if you don't have insurance, just be willing to pay that bread. And you can go straight to the specialist. But some things are only found through doing blood work and general practitioners are good if you really have no idea or clue why you feel the way you do Um, and some of the worst things people have done is diagnose themselves and they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about because they don't know when to concede when something is out there will happen and that's fine go go to the doctor and have them explain to you to the best of their ability what's going on. But at the same time be willing to do your own research and follow up and listen to your body and see if it's, it's actually working because I think a lot of times now we're forgetting that the medical industry is an industry it's for profit. These people are trying to make money the pharmaceutical industry these people are for profit. They're they have things that have done great miraculous miracles and uh, little to no side effects, and but that day of high integrity medicines is far behind us. Corporate greed has completely captured the governments of the world, and pharmaceuticals are always connected to some of the hardest points in our economies as to things being funded these people have a lot of money man and a lot of society is shaped by these individual corporations so at some point we would have to look into our own vested interest which is our health and say, have I been getting the most intelligent, knowledgeable information that is specific to my situation, my body and what I'm going through. If you truly can't say yes to that question then you have to um, understand that it's time to make a change. You have to invest in your own health. Don't just take what your doctor says and run with it. Um, Don't self-diagnose without actually looking at real studies, scientific journals, and trusted sources. And you may have to even re-understand what trusted sources like are they just giving you the facts or are they giving you a spin? And I'd look for the people who have the less incentive to give me a spin. Who has the least incentive to spend me on the data that they've collected to share? And that's hard. That's why research is hard. That's why finding facts is something people pay extreme amounts of money to just have somebody research and fact check the truth. But when your income is dependent on the facts being misleading to your cause and you have trillions and millions of dollars to to fund these, um, these endeavors that may be damaging to a group of people but still financially lucrative because they know they'll do well because this is a segment of society that truly truly needs help the vulnerable the the sick the desperate that's when I think it's on you to reevaluate what information you're listening to. If you listen to Fox News, if you listen to CNN, if you listen to ABC, if you listen to any of these letter organizations for media, a lot of them are heavily funded by corporations that are in the pharmaceutical company. Pfizer, Moderna, a bunch of these people are out here. AstraZeneca over in, you know, more so in Europe and Australia since that uh, particular corporation. The data was done out in Oxford. So they refer to it as the Oxford vaccine pretty much out in the UK. And it's destroyed a lot of people, man. You know, um, are the risks outweighing the reward for these therapeutics? Because they're not vaccines in my opinion Um, I'd strongly say I don't don't think that they're working I think it's a disaster I think um, the fact that your mitigation like the data came back saying that these things are only like less than 20% effective after the three month mark or something like that and then it drops off even more drastically then but then these artificial antibodies are still found in your body nine months later, and people are like juicing themselves three and four and five and you know there as many times as the uh, government tells them to do it, and the pharmaceutical companies continue funding uh, programs that favor them. These people are going to take as many shots as they possibly can, completely uninformed and misled, and misguided, and it's not that I know for 100% fact that these things are bad. It's that is it worth mitigating is it worth mitigating all of these uh, because the COVID to me is really just like the flu at this point. Like After that initial gain of function version of the um, alpha variant, the lethality of this thing every generation went down, and you can look at that and understand that uh, we're in a situation that's drastically different. So why in the world would we keep putting these drugs in in our body? Because like, are we forgetting that these are drugs? therapeutics, like, the less artificial things you have in your body, the better. Like, And people aren't even taking into consideration, like, uh the amount of mercury and things in, in a lot of pharmaceuticals and, like, harsh metals and stuff that, just like spike proteins, ping around in your blood vessels and they end up eroding and destroying your immune system. And then before you know it, You're taking three and four different things to counterbalance and all of those things have side effects to them as well. So the biggest thing is to figure out how to get off as many pharmaceuticals as you possibly can. Don't be addicted or need anything. And for those who have chronic issues and things like that and have to take uh, pharmaceuticals, or believe that they have to take pharmaceuticals, I would be the that would be the main people I would say. Your chronic issue could be coming from a side effect of trying to cure something that, if left alone, possibly wouldn't even be as bad as what the pharmaceuticals are doing to you in the long run. Especially in the case of COVID. Like, the amount of people who suffer from the phenomenon of long COVID is so small, but the amount of people that are receiving um, vaccine induced side effects, I mean, those numbers pale in comparison because most people are taking an untested drug and they're like, oh, well, because I didn't drop dead the second this thing went into me, I'll be fine. Like, we, no, we don't know. We actually don't know the the long-term studies and effects. Like, don't take any more of this stuff unless you get some more data back. And the data that we've been getting back has been trying to be hidden every step of the way, it seems like. So why keep into this narrative, but I get it. Some people are have been politicized into this situation, and that politicization of the medicine, the therapeutics, the vaccines has corrupted and destroyed some people's minds so thoroughly that critical thinking and just. Even the want to do your own research has just gone completely out the window. Uh, but I'm challenging you as, a, uh, as an audience to have that deep thought and conversation. And thank you for allowing me to just get these thoughts out. And uh, I'm not like a medical doctor or anything like that. I like to say that as many times as possible because this is just stuff that I've found on my own online from very reputable sources and most people don't seem to know or care or whatever. They're just like, Oh, well, thank God the pandemic seems like that's pretty much over. Some people want to continue the pandemic for nefarious reasons. Uh, But the world is pretty much, it never was really out of order other than that first gain of function scare. um, When the initial alpha strand got loose over in Wuhan, Um, and one of the other main things to take a look at is all of these water filtration and issue problems because, um, it's quite obvious to me that polio showing up in New York's water system, um, now Baltimore has E. coli, uh, Flint, Michigan's water was destroyed. Jackson, Mississippi is 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 down bad. So, don't we kind of see what's going on? Like, we don't we don't see that there are bio labs who have concocted plenty of the diseases that they need to keep us at bay, keep us docile. Uh, fluoride in the water to calcify your pineal gland. And I know that sounds so crazy, but it's just like, at what point do you wake up and realize that you're way more powerful than what you think? Yahweh truly made you fearfully and wonderfully made. And maybe do some research on how your biology works. Maybe do some research on how The economy works. Maybe do some research on how the world around you works in areas that may not interest you um, because the world has made you not want to be interested in it because it's better for them that you don't know what's going on because then they can continue to sell you stuff and turn you into consumers when you don't realize Everything is chill. There's peace in Yah. Everything stops in, in in Yahweh because it's his will. All we do is just be the willing vessel to receive what he has to say. And we're gonna get into some deeper conversations on this podcast and uh I'll continue to put these out when the inspiration hits and keep you informed uh, visit miles B miles a brown gallery dot com to support the artistry Um, and read those narratives and just dis- and, and art descriptions on the they tell them a story um, you guys get to find out first because you hear me talk about a lot of the subjects that take place in my art in a more real form um the art is where i can be abstract and really paint the picture that can't be shown um in reality until next time i'm your host miles brown and i'm out peace